Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, curious minds out there in our ever-expanding radio land. Welcome to CC with BB, connecting with coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. That's me. This is the only radio show in the world dedicated to the study of coincidences, synchronicity, and serendipity. We are coming to you through the X-Zone Broadcast Network located in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and broadcasting all over the world. What is the relationship between mind and brain? Does brain produce consciousness, or does the greater consciousness produce brain? How do mind and brain interact with each other? I'm a psychiatrist. I study this question in my office. I help people with medications and psychotherapy. I work in both the mind and in the brain. You need your mind to recognize a coincidence and your brain to talk about it. Coincidences alert us to the mysterious hiding in plain sight. In other words, coincidences alert us to possible causal connections not recognized by modern science. The phrase, connecting with coincidence, is my coincidence brand. It is the name of my book, my Psychology Today blog, my website, and my social media sites. To find any and all of them, please put connecting with coincidence in your research in your search engine would you like to know how sensitive you are to coincidences take the weird coincidence survey on my website connecting with coincidence the i ching also known as the book of changes is humanity's oldest oracle it is regularly consulted on matters relating to business relationships politics and other aspects of life why am I talking about the I Ching? Our guest, Mary Kay Landon, will tell us a lot more. This book is the preeminent book among six Confucian classics. 
The I Ching has influenced the development of various Chinese philosophical systems, including Taoism, Confucianism, and the Yin-Yang school. Throwing the coins of the I Ching intentionally creates coincidences between the mind of the asker and the pages in the book. Like all mantic methods, like all divinity, div- divining methods, it is intended to clarify the present and predict the future. The I Ching originated within the worldview of ancient China, in which the spiritual aspect of reality was accorded equal importance to the physical and the psychic. Using the I Ching as a form of bibliomancy, the random selection of pages from a sacred book. The I Ching is a collection of 64 six-line hexagrams, with each figure having a name which is elaborated upon in its accompanying text. Our guest today, Mary Kay Landon, received her Ph.D. in East-West Psychology from the California Institute of Integral Studies in San Francisco. After pursuing a curriculum that included Jungian psychology and Chinese history and philosophy, she developed a dissertation that introduced a systematic method of studying meaningful coincidences. It was called On Receiving Unexpected Money. Her findings were very interesting, and I asked her to publish them in an edition of Psychiatric Annals, for which I was the editor. There's a lot of interesting ideas about how people's attitudes towards finding money and coincidences in general influences what they experience. Over a decade after arriving at the Institute, Mary Kay became a regular practitioner of the I Ching and regularly regularly consulted the book on matters relating to her small business, relationships, and other aspects of life. Upon entering the Institute, she embarked on a more formal study of this ancient oracle with Taiwanese scholar and author Dr. Yi Wu. Under his guidance, she not only gained an essential Chinese perspective on the book, but also came to appreciate how the I Ching influenced the development of other Chinese philosophical schools. Since that time, she has presented lectures on the I Ching in various forums and conducted readings for many friends and clients. She has launched her own website devoted to the I Ching called DecisionPointIching.com and blogs periodically on how the wisdom of the I Ching can be elicited to contact, to comment on national politics and to predict election results. Now that one is really one that got me, Mary Kay, predicting (laughs) election results. So we're going to get more in detail in our next segment, which will begin in a little while, but one of the real questions I'm going to have is how do you imagine that uh, I Ching does this predict election results? And I'm also going to be asking you questions about how you think the I Ching works. Um, it has, to me, there's something to do with uh, the chaos theory in the sense that the, on the one edge of chaos and the other edge is organization. And the I Ching plays very clearly on the edge of chaos and order, especially when the order is 
is throwing the coins and the confusion or the chaos is what's the future going to bring. We will be back with Mary Kay after a short break. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, 
Visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back to CC with BB, connecting with coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. Our guest today is an old colleague and friend of mine, Mary Kay Landon, who I met through her work and her dissertation on unexpected money. And very interesting findings uh, reported in Psychiatric Annals, which is listed on my website, connected, Connecting with Coincidence. But here, Mary Kay is going to be talking about a long-standing interest in her in the in, in of hers in the I Ching. So, Mary Kay, you, I've given you given the audience a little background on how you got interested in the I Ching. But uh, I imagine your interest began before that. Uh, what tra- like has attracted you to this oracle? Um, yes, it did begin in the early '80s. Actually, I was a young woman living uh, in San Francisco. I had just moved there about a year previously with it I was in a very troubled relationship and I wanted to start a small business <laughs> and actually I had started a small business and was kind of you know struggling with a bit and I met a counselor who was living in the same house as where I had my business and he kind of offered his services I kind of needed a mentor at that time I was very as I said young I was living in San Francisco where I had no family I, I didn't really have, I didn't know very many people, and here I was, you know, kind of embarking, striking out on my own with a business. And so I entered into a counseling relationship with this man. He, he wasn't a, a licensed psychologist per se, but more, I would call him a, more of a mentor or a coach. And he had actually um, written his dissertation from the same school that I ended up going to on using the I Ching as a diagnostic tool for prescribing Bach flower remedies. I know that sounds very California, and it was, um, except Bach flower remedies actually come from England. But at any rate, <laughs> so we started in our sessions on using the I Ching first in this very specific context because he thought I could use some Bach flower remedies to kind of help calm my psyche during this very kind of troubling time where I was entering into a whole new realm, taking a whole new level of risk because um, I had, you know, had quit a job and was basically you know starting a business. So. I was in a very um, liminal space at that time. And so, what did you say, liminal? Did you say liminal? liminal? Like, yeah, liminal, kind of between the worlds space. I call, I call, I'll call those uh, transition times that, that yeah. are full of emotion and need. And those situations tend to increase the likelihood of coincidences, that one that you were in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I know. I've read, I, I see that in your work, and I completely concur. Um, so basically, we started using the I Ching for more 
decisions that I was facing. And there were many, you know, about, you know, acquiring clients and how to bid on jobs. And it was a graphics business that I was running. And so it was a very client specific, client focused business. So, uh, so we started using the I Ching for that. And I started to see how these answers really kind of bore themselves out in reality and how um, I was being supported through these responses from the I Ching. But not only that, there was kind of a wise sage that was a voice that was coming through the readings that was very supportive voice for me at a, you know, again, as a young woman in a town where I didn't know many people, no family. And this voice was so supportive around kind of supporting me in this endeavor. And even Michael, I remember at the time was kind of commenting that the I Ching was really being very supportive of me, even referring to me as, you know, the superior person and all of that. Of course, they say in the, the old text, it's superior man, but, you know, I was obviously a woman. So to me, you know, I, I didn't take that too personally. I thought, okay, superior person, that's nice. And he was saying that, you know, the I Ching was being very supportive. So I, because I saw this voice coming through the text, I thought, I want to start studying this on my own. So I started with a book, which I recommend, called The Illustrated I Ching by R.L. Wing. It's a nice, accessible text for the beginner. Um, it kind of gets you in. It, it teaches you a very simple method for attaining hexagrams through the coin method, but a very simple one where you don't have to worry about the sixes and nines and eights and sevens and all of that. It's just you kind of look at the t- heads and tails and you f- are able to form a hexagram very simply. And then from there, I graduated onto the Wilhelm Baines translation, which was at the time the preeminent translation in, in English of, of the I Ching. Uh, with it had, of course, including Jung's famous foreword in that book. Um, so I kind of graduated on to that book once I became somewhat familiar with the, with, with the hexagrams. And that uh, book, of just course... Par- is- just parenthetically, that, that introduction Jung uh, gave to the Wilhelm um, I Ching uh, stood mm-hmm. as, his, as his first major statement about the I Ching and also mm-hmm. uh, suggested how deeply uh, Im- devoted deeply uh, reliable, reliant he was on Chinese philosophy. Mm-hmm. And also kind of how he saw the Chinese as, and, their, and how they looked at the world completely different than the West, about how we build up causal chains for how things happen. But the, the Chinese were more about looking at the whole in the moment, down to every last detail, and about how things falling together in time yes. take on the same quality of that time now that's um, such a, and that, let me let me repeat that falling together in time take on the quality of that time and falling together in time was what he meant originally about synchro, the word synchronicity seeing mm-hmm. together in time right yeah that, that become then meaningfully engaged and involved not yes. causally engaged or involved so it it had a whole different sort of orientation and he wrote his forward kind of as a scientist from the west looking at this system and being in respect and awe of it, but at the same time, you know, kind of positioning himself, saying, I know I'm kind of going out on a limb here by stating that this system, too, can work. And let me put the I Ching to a test. And he actually, you know, his forward includes two readings that he did about, you know, actually asking the I Ching, what do you think of this new translation? And what do you think of me, my position in writing this forward to the translation? Um, and then he interpreted the results, and they, he, got a, you know, he got meaningful results. He said as a psychiatrist, if a, a client had come in, uh, you know, an analysis had come in, 
and given me these answers, I would have considered them coherent, not psychotic. Um, and here it is coming from a book, you know, an ancient book that's giving me these, these responses that speak to my question and give me further wisdom into that question. So, as, yes, he used the term said, synchronicity. As, as we said back then in San Francisco, far out and groovy. Mm-hmm. Far Very, out, so. yes, exactly, far out and groovy. Um, so, however, so. there's an interesting factor about the I Ching, which is that it really still has not penetrated the West um, in terms of people using it. I mean, it's still a rarefied group, I would say, that uses the I Ching on a regular basis, that goes to seek counsel from, you know, experienced practitioners. It hasn't gained the traction of tarot cards or runes or, you know, angel readings or even um, going to an astrologer or a psychic. And I'm, I, I still kind of wonder why, because to me, who I've sampled all of those techniques, maybe with the exception of the runes, I... The I Ching to me still stands as the eminent oracle, you know, in terms of its ability to accurately, um, again, feed back to to one the quality of the time and the kind of the the near future of what's going to kind of how events are going to unfold in the near future. And to me, it's way more accurate and specific. And yet, somehow, the West hasn't quite um, stepped up and, and really embraced it, even like they've embraced Feng Shui, for instance, another mm-hmm. Chinese sister. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ...that has, you know, come out of the, come out of the chi- you know, Chinese culture. Um, so I'm still kind of wondering about that myself. I'm trying guesses? in my own... Do you, some, do you have some guesses about why that is? Um, I think the book is a little, well, even Jung himself said the book, um, it's, it, there's a high barrier to entry. Um, when I first picked up the Nietzsche book at a friend's party, uh, before I met Michael, my counselor, it was incomprehensible to me. I didn't even know where to begin, um, you know, entering the book. Um, so I think there's this high barrier to even the texts themselves. It's a comp- rather complex system in terms of how you, you know, derive a hexagram and look it up, and then, you know, when do the change lines apply versus not apply. And then, and then if you even get through the sy- system of divination, sometimes the art of interpretation is difficult. I mean, it is, I mean, we are all, no one is ever really a master of the I Ching. You continue to be a student of this remarkable system and oracle throughout one's life and encounters with it. Um, you, there's no such thing as kind of mastering it because the I Ching will always come at you with another challenge around interpretation. So it, there is this high barrier to entry. And I think um, it also, it is a different, it's, a, it's an Eastern system. It, it has different biases than we as, as, um, embrace in the West. It has a bias more towards group and family well-being versus individual aspiration. It also looks more at, um, you know, seeking answers within and using your own guidance and judgment as opposed to um, going for the outer world adornments or accoutrements or um, or looking to the outer world for approval. It, it kind of embraces being, you know, strong within, strong with your group. 
Um, it, so there's kind of areas where it, it, it goes against kind of our Western um, orientation. So it, it's a bit of an adjustment in terms of even the advice it gives at times. Um, people might find it a little too passive in certain readings. Uh, it'll you know, kind of tell you that, you know, go back and reflect on this, think about it. I mean, some, some of the hexagrams almost don't seem to speak to today's circumstances like the army, you know, or what, which has also been translated as multitude. Um, it's hard to kind of take even the text, you know, per chance one finds corpses in the wagon. You know, how do you take that text and interpret it in, you know, in your modern day circumstances? Um, so there is of, this barrier. Of, there have been a lot of attempts to um, translate it into um, modern language. Um, I, oh, I know there have, yes. But, but they, seem um, kind of, they seem kind of watered down to me, too simplistic. Absolutely. And th- I think they eviscerate the text. I mean, yeah, yeah. you really, um, in order to really fully appreciate the text, you really have to keep going back to it and you have to consult different translations. Um, oh, I'm sorry, were you going to say something? You have to consult different translations. Um, for instance, I actually now don't consult Wilhelm Baines very often anymore. I use um, the Red Sea MacArthur translation. That's more of a concordance translation where it actually goes character by character and only putting a few articles here and there. And then, of course, it gives a description and a description of the terms. But my, most, my favorite text right now is one by um, Alfred Wong, a Chinese man who wrote an English translation. I find that a little closer to the Chinese that my professor, Dr. Wu, um, basically taught us. Well, these, he, he these, these are a lot of barriers. Uh, as you're listening, for, yes. uh, listening for me, it was the the you can get um, a hexagram, but then it connects to another hexagram depending on how the the the, the individual lines uh, line up to each other. So you can go into a different hexagram from the one right. that you just threw, and then some of the descriptors are are as you say um, a little hard to understand. That how do you compare the first one with the second one? So part I, the bar, the entry barrier uh, I now understand is really the is a big part of this and therefore having mm-hmm. someone who knows how to read it um, be, means that a profession like what you're trying to develop seems more and more necessary if it's to be used uh, effectively oh absolutely just like you know the psychics you know have yeah. developed a very big living for themselves as being the <laughs> professional medium of, yeah, of yeah. being able to you know take the disembodied voices of the dead you know or what they say is the dead and and you know translating that and you know to be honest i've gone to psychics and i find again the I Ching a much more accurate prognosticator oh, of what what's going to happen now we're, mm-hmm. we're coming to coming i i i'm getting the the impression that we're coming to the end this i've get this vibe somewhere we're coming to the end of this segment uh so we will continue the discussion with with mary Kay landon in the next segment after a short break personal gateways into infinite wisdom. 
don't miss shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Well, 
Welcome back to CC with BB, Connecting with Coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. Our guest today is Mary Kay Landon, and we are getting a treat of a of a good look, a clear look at the I Ching. Um, I've, I've toyed with the I Ching. I've looked at it. It's complicated, confusing to me. And that's because that you have to learn a lot before you can use it. And Mary Kay has learned a lot and can te- is telling us what you have to be able to know in order to be able to use it. And my conclusion now is that we need people like Mary Kay to help us understand how to use the I Ching, just the way psychics attempt to do that for other people in other ways. So Mary Kay, let's continue this discussion about how the I Ching works and how it's difficult. And now uh, let's continue with how you in San Francisco uh, got into using it with uh, your friend who was advising you. Yes, so we would ask questions. For instance, we would lay out a grid of options. Uh Um, so say I wanted to, um, I was, I thought I might get a new client. Again, I had a graphic arts business and, um, again, very client focused very client centered business. So I would, we would ask some options. Okay. What is the wisdom of, um, seeking to do business with this client? Um, and then we would ask a keeping still question. What's the wisdom of keeping still, meaning maybe not going out and eliciting this business? Are you saying um, that there are specific kinds of questions that are better than others to ask the I Ching? Yes, yes, oh, definitely. Okay. Uh. Yeah, so there's things like, um, you know, what is, it's very good for making decisions. Um, so you put a course of action to, to the I Ching, like what's the wisdom of doing X? And then what's the wisdom of not doing X? But my, Michael, my counselor, exhorted me not to use the negative so much, that, but to, to sort of phrase it differently, like what's the wisdom of keeping still as opposed to not doing X? I think other people, when they divine, they might use the negative, but I sort of try to stay away from the negatives because he thought that that wasn't a clear enough expression to the I Ching, that the I Ching might still not read the negative or something. I think there's different schools of thought on that, but that was kind of how he taught me. And then we would lay out other grids of options. For instance, if I'm pricing a big job and I don't know if I'm going to get it, I put different options down on, you know, on paper. What's the wisdom of charging $100? What's the wisdom of charging $150? What's the wisdom of 200 And I even get the price point that way. I actually used it more recently in buying my house, <laughs> which is a much bigger transaction. Um, I used it for that to, to determine the price point for that. So, I mean, things very very specific like that you can but if you also want to get a lay of lay of the land um reading for instance about a relationship if you're troubled about a relationship or you don't know what's going on with a relationship it could be a business relationship a, a partnership a romantic relationship a friendship any kind of relationship you ask it you know what's the status of this relationship and it'll give you kind of a lay of the land as it stands right now reading it's important to remember, though, the I Ching being the book of change, as you pointed out at the beginning of the program, it, um, it, is, it is kind of commenting to you, again, on, on the events as they're happening right now. Um, I, would, I usually say for people, the I Ching's not a great prognosticator beyond three months, um, but maybe it'll show you how events are going to unfold. In fact, that's what some of the old treatises talk about, how the I Ching contains the seeds for all that is to come kind of thing. But even so, because of change and how, you know, obviously the forces of yin and yang are working in the Tao and things are changing constantly, beyond three months is probably not a, 
a, a time frame that you're going to want to divine about. Um, even though in some cases it will still be accurate. I, it, it accurately predicted for me when I wanted to hire someone for my business. It ac- accurately predicted that this was going to be a conflictual relationship. And we ended up having like a two-year relationship, and it was conflictual throughout the relationship. So sometimes it will go beyond that three-month window, but well, I'm, generally I'm, I don't recommend it. I'm thinking about um, falling together in time and that what mm-hmm. you're doing when you uh, throw the coins or the arrow sticks is doing something else that will fall together in time with everything else that is happening at that time. Uh, it's right. A, it's a mirror of the present. Right, exactly. And, and, and of that, the forces that are making up the present, yes. And the, of the forces, something about 10,000 something or others that are making up the present. Um, and, oh, the world of the 10,000 things, yeah. Uh, coming, yeah. The 10,000 uh, forces coming together, or maybe that's what you mean. Mm-hmm. I call them vexing vectors that come in mm-hmm. to create the present. And the I Ching is making a mirror of them. I used to think of the tarot cards, which I was a tarot card reader for a while, uh, of throwing the cards up into what I thought of as the Tao or the stream of life and consciousness. And it would reflect uh, like a mirror what was going on in that Tao at that moment, in that river of time at that moment. And that's what I'm thinking more, even more clearly with the I Ching. It falls together in time with everything else, but has a way of allowing us to translate those characters into words and concepts that we can understand. Right, right. Into, also into archetypal situations that face humanity. Um, and that's why they've just, you know, they distilled the 64 different archetypal situations. They claim, of course, through the, those 64 plus the 386 additional pieces of advice that come through the change lines, that that Basically, so we're talking over 4,000 combinations that you can get in a reading that through those, you know, 4,000 plus combinations, every single situation that humanity can face is reflected in there. Wow. Um, every, every single situation, yeah. I mean, again, that's a claim. I mean, it, I'm not sure how you would empirically prove that, but um, it, it, the fact that that many readings are possible through the I Ching just shows you the immense... Um, fine-tune and complexity and way that it can really bring into the moment, um, kind of illustrate for you what, what archetype, what, what forces, what's the character of the force that's prevailing in the moment. What, what, what do you think about uh, the quality of those 64 archetypes compared to what we think about archetypes in the West? Like the, um, like, like the cauldron is not an archetype in the West. Right. Most of them, most of the archetypes in the I Ching are actually um, kind of situationally based. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're more, and some of them have to do with the na- forces of nature, mm-hmm. um, which are again, sort of extra personal. Um, and, and then only a couple of them, like, the, as you mentioned, the cauldron and the well, actually have to do with man-made objects. Other than that, most of them are either like a situation, like, for instance, conflict. There's two actually uh, hexagrams that refer specifically to conflict in the I Ching. And what's, what's so fascinating is there are different types of conflict. One of them has to do with um, civil complaints, and the I Ching is saying you must avoid these if you can, because, you know, civil con- you know, why go into litigation over something? Um, that's, a, that's creating unnecessary conflict and strife. Try to resolve that situation in a more peaceful way 
you know, um, arbitration or more equitable way. The other hexagram for conflict has to do with criminal. And it's like you absolutely have to deal with this conflict. You have to go in there and meet it and get, you know, and solve it and, you know, exert justice there. Um, so there's so there's hexagrams that relate to that. So in a sense, that would be, uh, I guess, some one, kind of archetype. One more, one more comment there. Uh, I have been bothered by the archetypes um, of the of the West uh, that they tend to be nouns. They tend to be mother or king or seer or um, hang or have a hanged man in tarot, tarot card decks or or death, um, which right. is a little bit uh, in the direction I'm talking about, but not about processes, not about right. uh, it, it, about about movement, uh, uh, about conflict for one thing that you're mentioning, or even about love, uh, or, or 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 just uh, business and 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 movement. It's more things rather than action. And the I Ching mm-hmm. has a much a much more action oriented uh, archetype set. It sounds like than the the West does. Absolutely. Plus relationship or relationships. Um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's it's not about a single noun like a king or a as you said um, a mother, a child. Well, there is one about a child, but it's more about education than okay, it is good. really that's, about a child. That's good. Um, that's, that's and there's good. there is one about birth, um, but it has to do with birth into the phenomenal world. Uh-huh. So in a sense, but again, that's a process. It's, it's not. Process. It's not really a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's now um, versus process. That that is. Mm-hmm. I, I've been. It's, it's bothered me about um, Jungians and their archetypes because they tend to be all nouns. Right. As opposed to, as you said, yeah, processes. And again, the I Ching, the Chinese culture, so valued relationship and community and family oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. that the I Ching actually has four categories of group relationships and four. So there's four archetypes devoted to those, and then there's four devoted to romantic partnership relationships. Wow. So it shows you, out of the book, eight hexagrams deal specifically with the relationships oh, in that's, community, that's family, yeah. uh-huh. and romantic relationships, like yeah. going to marriage, you know. Yeah, again, it's in the East and the West need to be balanced, and this is a balance that, you're, that I saw a deficit in, and, and you're, you're filling it in. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, no, and it's just fascinating. And then there's one for revolution, like ch- like sudden change, like you know, overthrowing the regime. Or obviously, we all have revolution, as you were mentioning with transition times. We all have revolutions in our own lives. Um, so there's a there's a hexagram that refers to revolution, um, and then there's a hexagram that refers to peace. You know, of of you know, bringing in prosperity and and having a time of of you know, calm when you know everybody prospers. Um, so there, yeah, there's just different qualities. Yeah. And again, the, yeah. what's interesting about the I Ching too, is that it, um, there's many negative <laughs> readings that you can get from it. It's not, um, and that you can learn from, you know, if you get a negative reading, you know, it usually gives you a window into how to solve that problem or how to, uh, sustain and, and bear it, grin and bear it as it were, or how to kind of work your way out or how to, Use it as a teaching for, um, you know, for the next, you know, turn of the wheel. Um, Uh There's Uh literally one hexagram that I got recently. Well, it's a line in a hexagram um, that has to do with drowning. (laughs) The water going over your head and drowning. And I remember when Dr. Wu described that, that particular reading, he said, yes, there are some things that are more important than life 
you know, and because it, it says, yeah, you drown, but, you know, no blame. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, um, again, a very a different whole outlook than what we in the West would, could you, would could you explain see. that a little bit? We're coming to the end a little bit, but uh, you drown, you, that means you're dead and it doesn't, it does, and no blame? But no blame, right. That you, well, basically, a situation has overwhelmed you, uh-huh. and, and so you are underwater, but there's no blame because, you know, this, this, this is something that kind of had to happen. You ended up in the current, and the water has engulfed you. But, you know, you, you, this didn't happen because of your own fault. It, it happens as part of the natural currents of life or something unexpected misfortune happened and you ended up kind of drowning and there's really no blame. And under most circumstances, you're going to work your way out of that. Well, you know, in, the, in, the West, in the West, we blame ourselves often or someone else. Mm-hmm. But to just say that's the way it is. That's something else. Now, as we come to the end of this next segment, would you please tell our audience how they can get to your website? Yes, it's decisionpointeaching.com. And decision, not precision, decision with a D as in dog, decisionpointeaching.com. Decisionpoint.com. I, I saw it on Facebook.com. Eaching.com. I saw it on mm-hmm. Facebook. Um, but you have a separate website from the Facebook one, right? Yes, I have a Facebook page, but also a website. Yes. Okay. Decision point. Eaching, decision point. We'll be back after a short break. Are you curious? Do you want to learn more about how the world works and have fun at the same time? Study coincidences with me, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on my Connecting with Coincidence radio show here on the XZBN network. Listen to Jungians theorize, statisticians randomize, true believers evangelize, while I categorize. I dance to the rhythm of coincidences. People who experience me see more of them. Maybe something on the show matches a thought in your mind. Let us know. Expand your mind to the weirdness happening around you. Synchronicity spoken here, there, and everywhere. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence in your search engine and find my website, my social media sites, and my blog. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 
401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back to CC with BB, Connecting with Coincidence, the only radio show in the world focused on synchronicity, serendipity, and a meaningful coincidence. Our guest today, Mary Kay Landon, a beautiful expert on the I Ching. This has been fascinating discussion with you, Mary Kay. You really know this I Ching backwards and forwards, it sounds like. Uh, why does it work? Well, it's funny, um, not well, funny, ha, 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 but Jung actually wrote in his foreword, the, the less one thinks about how the I Ching works, the more soundly one sleeps, is <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? kind of what he said about it. Um, and actually, at the time, I, he claims, which incorrectly, actually, that the, that the Chinese don't think about the synchronicity or whatever, or, you know, they just think about, you know, events happening in time and it all, you know, sharing the quality of the time. But actually, later philosophers in China, the, with the, the correlative cosmologists, actually uh, came up with a theory that the I Ching works because it is structured like the universe. Like, they sort of looked at the cos- cosmology of what, how they considered the universe to be structured, and the I Ching is a microcosm of that macrocosm. 
in that it has the, it has a tripartite structure. It has a heaven, which is kind of the realm of unseen events. It's the realm of if you want to look at deity, even though Chinese you know, Chinese generally are not quite a, a deistic culture or not in the same developed way that most other cultures have been. And then the, the, the realm of humanity where we can affect action, and then the realm of earth, which is ha- having to do with the completion and the growth of action. Um, so heaven is kind of you know, where things are still in Kuwait, and then the, the, the realm of humanity where we can affect some things and, and help influence the change of some things, and then earth. So the I Ching has those three parts also embedded in its structure, and, it, and because it has the, what they call the yin and the yang, or the, which actually I've read recently, there's even some controversy that the yin-yang is a later overlay onto the I Ching's firm and yielding structure. But it has to do that those are the, force, the primary forces of the universe, that those interacting in the three realms is a microcosm of the universe. And so that's why it can reflect the force is happening at the time. Again, this is a theory. Um, I, it just like the whole mystery of coincidence, it's hard to really, you know, as Dr. Wu said, really no one knows ultimately what, you know, how things work. But it's, a, it's, an, as a above, it's an as above, so below uh, mm-hmm. sort of thing. It's a reflection of the larger. Uh, where do fire, water, air, earth, and wood fit into the I Ching? Okay, those are, um, the I Ching has eight basic, those are some of them, eight basic elements. Um, I know the five element theory that, you know, of course, uh, drives acupuncture um, and, you know, other healing modalities, including in, in a lot of Taoist practices, came later. But the I Ching actually has eight um, that come, you know, derive from the natural world as well as heaven and earth, which are more abstract concepts, more pure, pure yang, pure yin. But then there's water. There's lake, which is not to be confused with water. There's wind or wood, which is considered the same element. Really? It's kind of funny. Yeah, isn't that interesting? That um, They're con- combined in the, into the sun, the same trigram, can mean either wind or it can mean wood. Um, which actually, when you think about it, it, there are, even though from our Western standpoint, they seem like very different forces, but they're both, there's a penetrating quality to both. You know, how wood penetrates the earth and kind of comes up and sprouts and has a slow-moving quality, but yet it's penetrative. And wind has a faster-moving quality, but it also it can penetrate rock, it can penetrate water. It has, a, you know, it has its own kind of quality. So those are considered one element in the I Ching system. And then there's fire, as you mentioned. Um, there is, okay, um, um, thunder. <laughs> thunder or so that's like a weather event basically and i have i named them all water oh mountain mountain is the other one which is having to do with you know with the actual geographic as well as symbolic mountain which has uh, to do with keeping still and being grounded i i got confused without knowing a lot uh because in the in the west the four elements are fire water air and earth and form the basis of astrological thinking as well as the tarot cards right right in china all i got chinese all i got was fire water earth air and earth and wood and i just didn't know where the wood came but what you're telling me is that in addition there are there is lake and um 
thunder. And thunder and mountain. And mountain, yeah. And Lake. also, I think in Chinese there's metal. I mean, metal is considered one of their, their five elements. Um, metal is one of them, which is not really represented in the I Ching. <laughs> so is, you can't quite map the, the five element theories onto the I Ching completely. The I Ching is an older system, and then the five elements evolved later, but that became, as said, the basis of their medicine, um, as well as some Taoist practices and their astrology as well. They have, you know, metal years and, you know, wood years, and, you know, they, they have different, um, um, so it's hard, you can't really quite map them. They, they, they're different systems. In the, in the uh, five or so minutes we have left, uh, let's, let's go out into um, the broader arena and uh, start the, and to talk about the I Ching and uh, political and cultural events. Mm. Um, yes, I've, I've been blogging a little on uh, using the I Ching to um, see if I could predict, you know, big, 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 you know, world uh, political events. I used it first on Brexit um, to see whether, you know, Britain would vote, uh, the UK would vote to leave the European Union. And I, I used it that day. Um, I didn't divine ahead of time, which I think people would have thought would be fairer if I'm actually trying to test the I Ching. I wasn't really trying to test it. I was just cu- naturally curious. And it's written on, on my website, the results of that reading. But I call it was a very, very clear reading that Brexit was going to, they were, you know, the, the citizens of the UK were going to vote to exit. And uh, even though the, you know, People who were wagering, you know, the result of this outcome, were, were the wagers were going the opposite direction. But the I Ching kind of, I guess, again, read the currents of the time in whatever way that was, being the microcosmic um, system that it is. It read the currents of the time, and it, it gave me this reading. I've also used it to predict outcomes of the diff- some of the presidential debates we had between Clinton and Trump. And um, it, 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 it accurately kind of prognosticated those. However, when I came to the election itself, I actually made an error in reading. And this is where it gets back to you're always a student of the I Ching. The I Ching will always kind of come at you from a different angle sometimes. And even though sometimes it could be very obvious and straightforward, other times it will come at you sort of at an angle. And the reading I got for Trump, even though there were two great change lines and it ended up with the creative, which is a very good outcome, often I read that when it comes to the creative as a very abstract like full of potential, but not necessarily realization on the material plane, whereas Hillary's reading seemed more down to earth, and so I, I, I predicted that she would win. But then I was, but in a sense, she did because she got the popular vote, but yet she didn't win. So I actually, so I had to write another blog explaining that I did get get it wrong, and that, and, and this is kind of why I thought it, I got it wrong. And it actually drew the attention of Hillary Barrett over in England. She's a very well-known I Ching um, advocate and scholar, and she has a whole big website, and she hosts a bunch of blogs. And she actually agreed with my um, the way that I interpreted the reading the second time around, which was kind of a Monday morning quarterbacking. But I wanted to really look at the reading again and see how, how I had gotten that wrong. And I had and that the I Ching itself had actually prognosticated correctly. But again, the art is in the interpretation as well. What I'm, I'm learning from you, Mary Kay, um, is that I understood the more abstractly the falling together in time idea. 
more abstractly, even with the tarot card readings that I would do, it's kind of like an uh, uh, interesting idea, and uh, maybe that's really what's going on. But from listening to you, uh, a properly done I Ching reading can truly reflect the falling together in time of everything, including the I Ching's falling together with what's going on in that time. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. And it said it could be used. Yeah, it could be used even. In, yeah, it said in these broader arenas, which is what I was trying to do. I also now I have a, a woman here that whose mother was really into the I Ching and wrote one of the many books on the I Ching, and I I've actually co-taught with her, and we have a little controversy over this. I was using the I Ching also to prognosticate the outcome of baseball games. Um, I'm a real baseball fan, and um, and even like I did it for the Super Bowl and things like that. Just as again, almost like a way to fine tune my own interpretive um, capacities and and abilities, um, because it was a sporting event which has a clear outcome, and it's kind of interesting to use it for that. But my Again, my this woman that my colleague actually disagrees with me, thinking that it's kind of a trivial use of the I Ching. The I Ching should not be used in a trivial way, and so we have a disagreement. I I think that as long as you're not using it for wagering um, or to gain advantage in some way, that you're using it for ethical reasons, that it's okay to prognosticate about larger events um, that are outside of your own personal purview. Um, but there is different schools of thought on that. Yeah, that, that the, the the ethics and morality of uh, I Ching use, given that it l- looks like it's an amazingly uh, powerful thing, uh, need to be better ex- explicated. I'm going to ask yeah. you uh, after we're, this is finished to send me the reference of the of the. I think you mentioned two books uh, that you find uh, useful in addition to um, a reference for the Wilhelm edition so that I can put them on my Psychology Today blog for anybody who might want to read further into those books. Okay. Yeah, I have like the couple that I use now plus the one that I used at the beginning that's an, an excellent reference for beginners. Yeah. Please, please give a little blurb about each one. And thank you very, very much, Mary Kay, for being on the program. You were very, very informative. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for having me, Bernie. Take You're care welcome. now. Thank you. <laughs> 